The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Here we are back in the shed with Kurt and Joe playing Cthulhu Confidential 1 to 1. Dex has to check in with certain members of the criminal element if he's going to get more information regarding what happened to Helen Deacon. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, and welcome back to the shed for Adventures from the Shed. You are here again for Gumshoe One-on-One Cthulhu Confidential. With me, Kurt, I am playing the GM, and the one Joe Young, our sole player for this adventure. Yes, and I am playing Dexter, Dex Raymond, Private Eye, in Los Angeles, circa 1937, uh, hard-boiled Private Eye. You are indeed, and for those of you who are at home and can't see us, Joe is sitting here wearing a fedora, Heck ready yeah. to play. But before we jump back into it, I want to remind you, you're always welcome to check us out at adventuresfromtheshed.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, and we would love it if you would rate us on iTunes so that you could help other people find the show. If That's you like right. games, games of all kinds, Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, Adara, Cthulhu, Confidential, Trail of Cthulhu, Star Wars, all these things, hey, we play it all. We do it all. But, but we're special that way. Uh, we're going to get back into our game. As Kurt mentioned, it is the Trail of Cthulhu, so we're going to have some... No, 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 Cthulhu Confidential. Well, it's isn't it Cthulhu, Trail of Cthulhu, Cthulhu Confidential, Gumshoe One-on-One, something? I thought it was a very long name. Anyway, well, Kurt knows what we're playing, and we have the game in front of us. We're going to continue there, um, and we are going to pick up from last time uh, with Dex, uh, recalling what he went through... Um, where did we say? We just talked about this. Save right the deposit box, I think. All right. So, um, yeah, I used that key I found there in the guest house to figure out what Franz was hiding down at the, uh, at the bank. Uh, in that safe deposit box were some incriminating photos of uh, Greta, which I'm sure she'll pay nicely for. And I uh, found another clue here where um, Helen seemed to be spending some more time with a squirrely-looking fella that I haven't seen yet. So I'll have to figure that one out. After leaving there, I found the address for the um, the Clara Nebel and went to talk to her. And, well, wouldn't you know it, Whitey Alexander's name showed up again when we were talking about Helen. So I decided after talking to that uh, crazy lady about, uh, you know, secret masters of the universe thing, uh, uh, we ought to head on down to the casino and try and clear the air of Helen's connection with Whitey. So we headed down to the uh, Alegria, spent a few minutes watching uh, um, Chico Marx uh, do his uh, Marx impression with a, a coat check lady or hat check lady and watch Bing Crosby toss some uh, dice out on the craps table. And here we are in the swanky joint, the Alegria, the smoke-filled room, the singing, uh, uh, singing ladies and uh, really nice atmosphere if you want to lose a few coins or two. But I'm here to find Whitey Alexander. That's right, and uh, Dex was super cool. He avoided any temptations that the tables might have offered. He has got a single-minded focus on the job at hand, Mm -hmm. which I think is to find a way to speak with the boss, Whitey Alexander. So how are you going to do that? I am going to look around, um, specifically kind of, um, I don't know if I want to use the term casing the joint, but definitely scoping the area out. There are some of the muscle here who have been uh, busted by some of the things I have done, so I'm going to steer clear of them, and 
I'll be looking for uh, for a dealer or two that um, that I've done work with in the past. I think uh, Burl might be working today. We didn't uh, things didn't go too well the last time he helped me out. He got pinched a bit, and um, he might not be too happy to see me. But uh, I think he might owe me a thing or two, whether he likes it or not. Right. So Burl Treehorn is in fact one of the blackjack dealers. Uh, in game terms, if you had made the push earlier to have a good relationship with Whitey, uh, Burl would be your hook in there uh, as kind of a friendly and amenable uh, person to take you back to see Whitey. But he is not that today. Uh, he is just dealing blackjack, and uh, and yep. he sees you and you see him, and uh, he doesn't make any real show of uh, affection mm-hmm. or acknowledgement to you. Um, <clears throat> I'll sit down at the table, put down a chip or, uh, yeah, I'll put down whatever the minimum is at the table. Uh, deal me in. Hey, big spender. Yeah. Deals How you, many uh, other people at the table? There's, uh, three other people, of, three uh, other people sitting and, and one person, uh, like a husband standing behind his wife yeah. who's playing. So, uh, he deals four hands. You get a seven, yeah. comes around and you get a nine on top of it. Sixteen. Uh, he did that on purpose. Deal is showing ten. Place is crooked. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll stand. Uh, yeah, may, maybe maybe later uh, you can use some of the money you make off of me and <laughs> and uh, feel good about uh, getting me an invite. And uh, Burl turns his card, and he uh, a jack comes down twenty. Dealer wins. Yeah, clears the chips. Uh, an invite. Yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about, Burl. It's uh, it's time I I uh, got in to see your boss. I need some I need some information. That's going to take more than one hand, he says, as he deals yeah. out another round and comes uh, five in front of uh, Dex, yeah. another ten in front of the dealer, <laughs> and an ace in front of Dex. Nice. Uh, Face down. So I will. Um, without looking like I'm tanking the game, will specifically not try to win. But um, play along with it while we go and just keep some casual chit-chat without specifically saying things like, you know, Mob and Alexander. (laughs) Um, uh, But trying to get around the point that, you know, I'm sorry for the last time I was here and played and I caused a little bit of a mess at your table. Just kind of hinting that the last thing we worked together on didn't go well and I'm kind of apologizing and do me a solid, brother, kind of thing. So Burl, uh, he so warms slightly. Burl no, Burl Treehorn. He warms slightly. He continues yeah. to deal. You're losing more than you're winning. Yeah. And uh, you have the sense that if you were to give, uh, give him a, a good tip as yeah. he goes off of his shift here, that he might be willing to help you. And that's what I was get, getting towards. So, yeah, the, good, good. All right, so he says, uh, yeah. I've got five minutes left, last hand. He deals around. You get a king in front of you. Yeah. Dealer gets a four. You go around. You get an ace for blackjack. Yeah. Dealer doesn't matter, but he, he would lose, and uh, he, yeah. he waves his hand over the table, clears the chips, says, my shift's over, thank you all for playing. Yeah. And, and the uh, amount that I won on the last hand it will be at least what I hand off to him. Right. So at that point, without making any show at all, Burl just kind of nods his head uh, yep. to the right and just walks away. Mm-hmm. And I, I take a slightly different path to reach the same destination. All right, so um, at that point, uh, Burl kind of walks from the main floor, towards the front, and then there's a, a hallway off to the right mm-hmm. that would run along the front wall of the casino, yeah. a lo- fairly long hallway. And at that point, he kind of stops and waits for you to catch up to yeah. him. Okay. So, um, so he's essentially escorting you down the hallway mm-hmm. uh, towards Whitey's office. And as you're walking, um, Dex passes, coming the other way, 
a nervous, pinstriped little shrimp of a man who's kind of uh. bustling, hurried, kind of fiddling with a folder that's bulging with adding machine tapes, like rolls of machine tapes coming out of it. This is, oh, oh, I've got this one, but go ahead. And he, uh, this man checks his watch and kind of speeds up his pace and almost runs by Dex, uh, looking particularly kind of nervous as he goes. And um, Dex knows instinctively that uh, this, is the this guy knows something. That this is yeah. That this is uh. I got his name. I'm looking th- looking through my little black book right. that I've been keeping my notes in. Well, if you were thinking of Phil Block, that's right. So if you were thinking of the accountant that Franz Spielmann warned mm-hmm. you about, uh, who is so threatening that you better come armed, yeah. according to Franz, uh, then this this would appear to be Phil Phil Block. All right. Um, but he's kind of hurrying past you and and just doesn't even look at you as he goes by. Now he's not the squirrely guy that was in that picture. With he, Helen. He looks he very looks similar. Very similar. All right. So some of the pieces are coming together now. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. So. Um, okay. Well, he's, I got to let him go by because I don't want to show any disrespect for what Burl has helped me with here. <clears throat> but he goes by. Um, I guess if we have a, a half a moment, I'll just do a little casual thing. That's the accountant, eh? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. For that's, confirmation, yeah, from that's the, yeah, that's Mr. Block. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so great. And it's interesting. I like it when Joe plays the game properly because in the uh, book it says, you know, you might be tempted to follow him, but it says even so, Streetwise tells Dex that he, he'll have to catch up with the guy later, yeah. and it goes on to later say basically like, don't disrespect Whitey yeah, if I keep exactly. it away. <laughs> so, um, uh, all right. At this point, um, Burl gives a kind of a semi-secret, like obviously a. Pre-rehearsed knock yeah. on the door. Shaving a haircut. Yeah, and he is, uh, he is uh, come in, come in. And Burl doesn't come in. He just opens the door for you, stands yeah. aside and says, uh, Mr. Alexander, uh, 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 Mr. Raymond is here to see you. And uh, at that point, uh, Whitey says, Dex Raymond? He says, uh, well, come in, come in. Yes, sir, Mr. Alexander. And... Um Dex is going to show some deference because he knows that he's in the room with the boss. However, he despises them. So it's all going to be a front. Right. And so as Dex walks into the room, this is like a room. The office is kind of designed to be like overtly, rustically manly. Okay. So there's like Uh a deer head. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) there's like hunting trophies. There's a rifle like over one mantle, a shotgun. I mean, it's kind of almost silly, sillyly masculine, but... And the rumor says they're loaded. Um, (laughs) The rumor says they're loaded, but uh, as he comes in, even though the voice had been kind of genial, uh, Whitey's kind of uh, pacing impatiently back and forth in the office. And uh, he's obviously got things on his mind and other things that he's worried about, and he's a little surprised to see you here. Mm-hmm. But uh, as evidenced by the fact that he called you by his first name, he knows who you are, and mm-hmm. um, whether uh, you know whether or not you've had prior interactions is up to you. But he certainly knows who you are by mm-hmm. reputation, and you know who he is by reputation. I would say our prior interactions are all third person, in that unfortunately, um, unfortunately for him, and I guess me for for my uh, well being that most of them have been on the negative side, that I've done things that have hurt his organization in one way or another. Right, right. so uh, Mr. Raymond, uh, I'd like to say it's a pleasure to see you, but we both know that would not be entirely the case. Well, uh, Mr. Alexander, um, I can't say I argue with you there, but I'm on a case now, and unfortunately um, I've got to ask you for some information. You're familiar with the Deacon disappearance and reappearance? Well... 
I am. I am. I'm just getting straight to the point. Yeah. I figure he's, well, a, and I appreciate he's that. a busy man. Yeah. Time is money, and I've got a lot going on tonight, so I appreciate that. Uh, yes, of course I know about it. I mean, Helen was my girl. So, uh, I mean, I haven't been up to see her because, you know, our affair was on the hush-hush, and her family certainly would not have approved of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, her, uh, I hate to say it, but her de- degenerate father, you know, he may spend his time here glued to the walls of my casino, but he still wouldn't like me to be around that place. But, yeah, that's uh, bad news, bad news. Okay. And I am, Joe is uh, flipping through his little book here, but you know, um, as a good private eye, you never take notes in front of a gangster because, well, that's bad. They can find you and break your thumbs. Um, so I'm trying to think from this, just looking through my notes, the, the connections I know of now uh, with Whitey come from both um, Franz and uh, what's her name? There was another one. Damn it. Well, you, you've seen the pictures yeah, the, of from Franz. Helen, that, right? That's what I'm saying from Franz was the pictures. Right. But there was, you got uh, the casino chips in Helen's clutch from the Alegria. But the, specifically to Greta. Whitey. Greta. All right. Um, yeah, so... Oh, no, no, Clara Neville. Clara. Yeah, yep. you said Greta. Sorry, Clara Neville from the Order yes. of the Argent Light. So the... the um, so what I'm thinking here, the, the whole idea, anyways, to tell him... Um, yeah, I understand from a few sources that uh, you, you, the two of you were a thing. Uh, you're aware she had things with others. Was that a problem with you, perhaps? You know, she's not in a good way nowadays. What do you mean, things with others? She was my girl. Yeah, I, yeah. I loved her. Yeah, and um, I think there was more than just you who uh, took a liking to the Helen Deacon. Uh, I'm, not, uh, what, I'm not sure what you're insinuating, Mr. Raymond, or what I can answer, but that's not a well, question. There, there's a bit of uh, There are a few things that I wanted to, to ask of you. Uh, first, um, from what I understand, Margaret Deacon has paid her father's debt. But if he's around here all the time, I'm sure he's incurring another one. Uh, is he into you for a sizable amount of money? Well, I mean, Margaret did pay off his debts, and to the extent that he's incurred additional ones, I've suspended those debts as a favor to Helen. Ah, so... Well, that, that completely changed what my next question was going to be. Uh, think on your feet, Dex. Um... He threw me for a loop with that statement. I was <laughs> expecting to ask him something along those lines. Um, all right, so what about, uh, what do you know of the uh, Order of the Argent Light? Well, I mean, I, I know that there are those crazy cultists that Helen got mixed up with back yeah. in, back in a while, and, and there's nothing good that could come of that involvement. You know, I mean, I've been thinking that maybe they're part of what's behind what happened to her, you know. I mean... I don't necessarily believe the nonsense that people say, but they do black rituals under the full moon near the Hollywood sign. And, uh, you know, where the starlet offed herself a few years back. Uh, I mean, anything's possible with, with them. I, I don't know. So, I, I think her sister probably drove her crazy. You know? I think, uh, and I, I'll try, I, I've been using um, Margaret as a bad cop more than once, so I'll do it again and give a little chuckle of it. <laughs> Yeah, her, her sister can be uh, quite a pushy character, that one. She is. I mean, I think uh, she's a witch. It's, uh, you know, she once barged in here and made a scene trying to haul Helen out right in the middle of everything on the floor. Uh, well, I'm sure you could understand how she might not want her family associated with uh, gambling hall. Well, 
it's whether guts, it's legitimate or not. Guts to come in here and do something like that. Yeah, it does. She, she, she um, strikes me as someone who has no shortage of guts. Yeah, well, I think she's keeping Helen prisoner in that house. and I've got a mind to go bust her out myself, but i got to wait until uh, the time is right. Well, unfortunately, I was up there and I saw Helen. She's, uh, if anything, she's a prisoner of her own brain at this point. She's kind of not all with it, if you, if you will. Yeah. yeah, I mean... And that's what I'm out here to figure out. I'm, uh, I've been asked to uh, find out what happened. Um, as you know, <clears throat> the uh, police are not always involved in all the cases they ought to be. Uh, so I've been asked to take a look at this one. And I'm sure you know my reputation, and I will do so. Yeah. I mean, I would do anything I could to help Helen's case, but I don't know what I could do right now, and I've got some other things that I'm worried about right now that are uh, a little more pressing. Well, perhaps if you had something, um, some way of knowing where she had gone for those two weeks, you've got to have some contacts around that could figure out where she disappeared to. Have you looked into this yet? I mean, I don't know where she disappeared from, but I'm, I'm having problems with some guys from out east trying to uh, squeeze me here at the casino. Yeah, I've heard and, a bit about that. You Mickey, know, that, Mickey the, Cohen? Well, it's not Mickey. It's that bum uh, Bud Barron. He's been squeezing me on behalf of Siegel. <clears throat> the, uh, I don't know right. why I'm telling you this. It's none of your business. but <laughs> it's, uh, I like that. Well, yeah. it's just the same, buddy. Well, it's possible that they could be involved somehow. You know, they could be trying to get at Helen to hurt me. Uh, they're obviously trying to make a move here in L.A. I don't know if it's against me, if it's against Guy. I don't know what's happening. But this Seagull, he's nothing to mess with. And uh, I mean, it's nothing I can't handle. I'm not worried about them. But Bud and uh, Mickey and Seagull, they're, they're trouble. I don't know. Maybe they're involved. Maybe they're not. Who you knows? don't want anyone stirring up your pot. No. Well, uh I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it from the point of investigative abilities, and I'm trying to think of what, what I have that, that works with him, if anything. I mean, it's just... Uh, anything? No, I mean, I think he's, you have a sense that he's told yeah. you most of what he knows, which, um, I mean, there are a couple of things. If you push, you might get something else, but they're not critical. So yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it as... He seems like he's not really hiding anything. Therefore, if what he has said is true and he is genuinely concerned for Helen, then he probably had nothing to do with it. So there's no other, not necessarily any other clue here that I'm going to find to crack the case. Um, And I will thank him for his time and let him know how uh, Helen turns out. I'd rather him uh, look forward to seeing me than not. Well, I appreciate your uh, your efficiency, Mr. D- uh, Mr. Raymond. Uh, f- I'd like to say if I can be of further service, I'll help, but uh, I don't know that that would necessarily be the case. However, okay. if you can find Helen, uh, or you know, if you can help Helen, yeah. uh, I would be appreciative of that and anything that you can do. And if I can help, uh, you just let me know. All right. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. Alexander, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up sometime. All right. And so just. As an aside, I mean, the value there is, one, you've talked to him, but you've also found Phil Block, um, who is another side clue. And I didn't have the name Bud Barron yet. Uh, I didn't have it. Dex may know. Correct. So, right. So that's actually a name that you do know. Uh, So Bud works for Siegel. He's from the East Mob. Uh, You don't know what he's doing with Whitey Alexander or why Whitey's worried about him. 
but he's a name you know. Okay. I mean, these. So at this point, you've heard kind of all the big players in the um, both the, the East Coasters who are pushing in and the LA scene. So that's you, you've seen most of the cast of characters. Okay. Um, what is interesting to you, just kind of your streetwise sense, is what the hell was a dame like Helen Deacon doing with that squirrely little balding, ugly account yeah. guy? Doesn't make any sense to you. Yeah, and I was going. Why was there she next? coming out of a hotel see. with him? I want to see if I can get out, get back out into the hallway and find uh, the accountant. Right. So you head out. Um, I'm sure he's a couple of minutes away from me now, wherever he was headed. Yeah. No, you look for him. You ask yeah. around. He's already left the building and gone as far as you know. And okay. no one's, you know, he, he works accounting hours, so he was already late there. Right. Um, no one's expecting him back tonight. Um, I would like to find him. Okay. I've got his name. I don't know if uh, this is big enough to go to um, uh, Ted Gargan about, or if this is still just where do I find him with Len. Maybe you just want an, uh, an address or something. Yeah, I go, just want to know where, yeah, where to go find him. You go him. to Len. Uh, Presuming he has gone home, yeah. I want to find out where his home is. All right, are you calling Len from yeah. In the casino? Yeah, well, phone booth outside. Okay. Um, I don't think I would trust Casino Wire. I'm sure it's tapped. Yep. So, um, so I made my way outside to the phone booth. Johnny was nowhere around, but I still had a few coins in my pocket after losing most of my week's pay on blackjack. Right. So uh, you want to go outside to call uh, your contacts, and you step outside, and you literally get three or four steps outside the front of the casino, when a huge orange fireball blows up in the parking lot and throws a car sky high in the air, flips over on and lands face down in the middle of the parking lot and explodes. Uh, and this there happens. goes my ride. Just <laughs> this is not Johnny. This is yeah. not Johnny. Um, it lands on his back. It crushes another couple of other vehicles, and fiery debris comes hurtling towards you. Um, I need you to roll an athletics check. Oh, oh, I have something test. that could help there. I think. Or did I use, oh, I could spend an extra, I have quick reactions. So I'm going to check that in case I need to. Um, I could spend an extra die on any athletics driving or fighting test. Okay. Let's see what I've got. So this is a 10 plus for advance, setback is three or less. Well, I have two dice for athletics, but it still might be close to get to a 10 plus. Let's see what I got. I'll move my notebook out of the way here and start. There's a five. It's a good start. So you're my already second, at a hold. My second die is another five. Ten. Wow, dude, you are... On fire with your rolls. Rushed it. Well, so, do I, can I get uh, something if I go higher? Uh, or do no, I already you get already, it? You already get it. Uh, so you, right. so Dex, uh, he's like a cat. He's so yeah. quick. Man, this dude is cool at the tables and cool on his feet. He, <laughs> he hasn't been so smooth with the women yet. But. Jumps in. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, he, uh, he basically jumps down, rolls, and ducks behind a nearby car and it's completely unscathed as the debris goes flying past them. Uh, yeah. A couple of pieces actually hit the wall in the front of the casino, mm-hmm. and uh, a, there's a couple that had come out, and the woman screams and just kind of shrieks, and it's kind of chaos. Um, as a result of your role, you are going to gain Edge 9, State nice. of Alarm, which says you keep a part of yourself on constant alert, plus one to all sense trouble tests until you spend this until you spend this edge. Nice. If you made a sense trouble test in the current scene, spend this edge for an extra die on athletics, fighting or fleeing. 
plus one to all sense trouble tests until you spend this edge. I'm not sure that makes sense. So I'm not spending it yet. Ever. I think so, that should be... You, you decide yeah. how you know, but I think that should be a, a plus one on a, on a on an expenditure. Yeah, sure. There have been some other typos on some of these. So Plus, I I've been pretty fortunate so far with the die rolls when they count. You have, indeed. Um, so, uh, so uh, Dex dove, yeah. his, uh, his hat popped off when the gust of uh, hot air came by. It flew up in the air, and he reached back and caught it and put it on his head as he stood up. <laughs> so a- as you stand up, you see uh, two men sitting in the front of a dinged-up Ford coupe. And uh, unlike everyone else who's, like, running around and screaming and kind of obviously uh, in shock or, or okay. excitement from the episode, uh, these dudes are c- cool as cucumbers. Like, mm-hmm. they knew what was, what was going to happen. Um, and uh, <clears throat> at the same time, well, let's see. Let me just check one thing here. Um, Yeah, I guess if you do, you want to spend a streetwise push to find out anything more about those guys. You know, honestly, what I was just thinking as a um, split second kind of reaction was this whole place is in chaos. If I grab my thirty-eight from my calf, I could possibly shoot out a tire without anyone noticing a shot was just fired. Hmm. Uh, I might be able to slow them down, and then if I need to figure more out. But if I can stop them from getting away, I might be able to question them directly. The only thing I would say there is just you don't know if they work for Whitey or mm-hmm. who. I mean, you absolutely well, can. Well, they just but you're blew something up in his parking lot. They or, probably don't work for him. Right. Or knew what happened. Yeah. Right. So, uh, all right. We, we could try it. Um, what could possibly go wrong? So, from where you are, it's a, <laughs> a pretty long shot with a thirty-eight. So, But I, if I saw them, yeah. then they shouldn't be that far away. No, no, but right. I mean, the 30, that's going to be accurate. So yeah. 25 feet, yeah, exactly. and they're probably 50 feet. So, but I figure I can get off one shot without anybody noticing. That's right. the way I'm looking at it. All right, I'm I'm making this up. So let's, let's go. go. Uh, let's do a f- five or six. We'll hit a tire. And what am I? Oh, just on a one d six. Yeah, because this All is right. a quick test. There's no real challenge. So a four. Okay, so you miss, that but nice trouble. But you also no one particularly notices yeah. you in the chaos so it's kind of a no harm no foul damn um so now <laughs> i do i do want to spend that push to see if i can figure out who it was okay so um you know because you've had time to look at them while you're doing this mm-hmm. and you've run across these cats before okay. um and you remember them milling around this uh magazine a newspaper warehouse downtown um yeah. pico street it's called uh, am hillier and company okay. and uh you would notice them because there's a lot of shady characters that have been gravitating to the docks at this particular magazine company over the years or the last year or so. Um, and since, you know, since this is the first time that you've, uh, that's come up in the adventure, you mm-hmm. just jumps into mind like, Oh, I wonder, you know, what might be going on down there. Now at the same time that you're realizing this about these guys, um, you see, uh, Bing Crosby comes running out of the casino, mm-hmm. and, you know, along with everyone else to see what happens. And he like groans in horror to see that it was his car that got blown up. Oh, yeah. And so uh, Whitey and Burl are. Yeah. You know, I mean, Bing's a, he's a big guest for the Alegria, so Whitey and Burl are like flanking him and, mm-hmm. and actually grab him as his knees start to fall out. You know, Bing Crosby's yeah. almost passing out when he sees what just happened, and and you hear Whitey tell him, "Mr. Crosby, Mr. Crosby, this wasn't aimed at you." 
this is a message for me. Uh, I promise you'll be kept out of all this. Uh, let, we'll comp everything tonight. You know, we'll take care of all this, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure you're set up in the best ride uh, going, mm. going forward. So, um, And then he kind of ushers, you know, Burl kind of ushers uh, Bing to his own vehicle and drives him away. Um, so at that, this point, you have to decide if you want to kind of stick around for the aftermath here or maybe try to tell the, fall, tell the bomber guys. I, I think it's probably a good idea to find out if they are connected to the east eastern side of the uh, country. Okay, so are you going to try to follow them? Yeah. Okay, so I need a shadowing roll. Let's do that. I have two dice for shadowing. Conveniently, um, after I made the call, Johnny showed up. <laughs> Actually, I, d- I never got to make the call. That's a good point. You said I took a few steps out and boom. That, that's true. That's I true. So we'll still have to do that. So I got a two. Wait, what were you calling? You're going to get the address for the account. Yeah. I was going to go find out the account. Um, so I got a two on the first die. Okay. That's not going to get me anywhere. Not yet, at least. What, what am I well, I forgot to tell you, uh, yeah. on the shadowing, 11 plus is the advance, four uh, or less is the setback. Okay. On my second die, I got a one. I can't do that. Um, I don't, you know what? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fail this one. Let's fail it. I want to see what, where this goes. Because if fail. nothing else, I'm still here. Right. Um. Maybe Johnny just didn't show up after all. <laughs> it's funny. It's interesting. In this PDF, which is just a beta, they definitely have some numbers off on the problem. So they say, like, get problem 25, but clearly it was meant to be 26. So it's kind of, that's why when I pause at these sometimes. Um, all right, so you're going to take the fail, which means um, that the dry – so you're, you're trying to shadow them. They're, they're moving fairly quickly away. Yeah. Um, at this point, you know, you're, you're following them uh, towards – wherever they're going and the driver realizes that you're following them and tries to lose you. Um, you are able to remain on their tail, but um, they actually, he not only sees you, he, they're actually shooting back at you. So they have clearly know that yeah. you're there and that you're recognized. Um, uh, and you are going to gain problem 26, which oh is uh, the bombers saw you. Uh-oh. And it's and the problem there is the mugs who bombed the Alegria know what you look like. Um, yeah, they shoot back at you. Uh, you have Johnny fall back far enough that they kind of mm-hmm. you know, think that they've lost you. You are able to trail them enough to see them uh, get out at AM Hilliers, which is the magazine company. Um, you drive by, they reach for their guns again, mm-hmm. uh, but you keep going, and then uh, okay. by then you're gone. So. So this place, the magazine company, are they? Uh, everyone's affiliated with the the, uh, the mob, but what's their affiliation? Do, you, do I know? Well, you have heard that it's kind of a crooked nationwide magazine and news, newspaper distribution company, okay. um, and you have also heard that it recently took on East Coast mob tycoon Meyer Lansky as a silent partner. Hmm. Meyer's not going to be. I mean, I'll just tell you, particularly inter- important to the case, other than that he's an East Coast mob connection. Um, it's, uh, you know, he forces the local manager to let his people use it as a meeting place. At least that's what you've heard. You haven't actually had to come here before. Okay. But uh, you know that Bud Barron treats it as his main base of operations and that Mickey Cohen will sometimes swing by. Um, and beyond that, you don't really know what happens in there. All right. Huh. Um, that was a pretty yeah. big explosion. Lost the, uh, or didn't do too well on the tail. What were you going to say? 
Uh, well, I was just going to say, so you, you know where they are, you, you know about that place, and you know about um, Phil, but you haven't called in to get Phil's address yeah. yet. So I was just reminding you of yeah, that. And that's going to be, I think that'll be the next step, because, uh, well, those guys made me, so there's no use trying to stick around here for a while, let, let their memory cool for a few minutes while I go find a phone booth to uh, give um, Len Pollard a call, get uh, the, the accountant's address. Okay. So uh, you give Len a call, uh, and he's like, he's like, Raymond, seriously? This, this is twice, twice in one day. What are you doing here? Nah, don't worry about it. It's just routine work. Well, it's not routine for me. Uh, you, better make, you better make this up to me. Sure, no problem. All right, so what do you need? You need an address for uh, uh, one Phil Block? Yep. Yep, so he's, uh, he's got a, an apartment on Echo Park. I think it's uh, 14 Echo Park. All right, thanks. I'll make it up to you. You're gonna. I'm not doing this anymore for free. That's fine. All right. So uh, see if I help him next time. Someone's sleeping with his wife. <laughs> so uh, I mean, you want to head there? That's, he's got a drive apartment on Echo Park. It's nothing at all remarkable. Uh, Is he home? Uh, how would you know? I don't know the guy, but I have been warned by a guy who carries a knife. That this guy is a crazy mofo. Therefore, I'm going to, um, I don't know, I'll put, uh, take my revolver and put it in my uh, trench coat pocket and okay. uh, knock on the door with the other hand. Okay. Uh, so you knock on the I'm door. And uh, I, have the, I mean, just because I have the card, the state of alarm thing, I get plus one to sense trouble and stuff. Does that matter in this case? Should I be sensing trouble? Nope, not right now. All right. The question is just if he opens the door, are you going right. to play nice? Are you going to intimidate him? What are you going to you know, Well, you I'm going to play nice. I, I start at least neutral. Uh, so you knock. Uh, he opens the door just a crack. Okay. And, uh, yes? Oh, I can't remember. Was it Phil? Was it Phil, Phil Block? Phil Block. Uh, Mr. Block, I'm a private investigator working on a case, and I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not interested. I'm, I can't help you hearing. I have closes, nothing to closes, sell. Closes, closes the door. Son of a bitch. I didn't know Block was going to play hard to get. Uh, I kicked the door down. Kick it? Yeah. We're, right. getting near, we're getting near the end of my patience. Things are just not meshing up, right. and I need an answer. All right, so. And Block's got the answer. All right, I'm so sure of it. <laughs> Dexa heals back, takes a big kick at the door, slams it. It doesn't open. It's actually remarkably solid. Yeah. But you hear... Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, wait, 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 wait. He says, wait. He, he, again, he cracks the door. He's like, Listen, what do you, he said, what do you want? I just got a few questions for you. Apparently, you've got a sturdy door. Right. So at this point, he's clearly intimidated. Can I, can I ask you where you get your doors from? <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, remember, this guy's like, he's a little like shrimp. Yeah. He's intimidated, and he's like, just don't hurt me. Just don't hurt me. Come in, come in. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Just don't hurt I me. I have no reason to hurt you yet. And he, like, looks around outside, see, like, if you're with anyone else. Or I was not followed. There is no one with me. I have some questions. I'm trying to figure out what happened to a nice young lady. A lady, coincidentally, you were seen with. And I will actually show him the photo of him and Helen. Okay, so when you, of, of him and Helen? Yeah. Okay, so when you show him the photo, his face kind of, like, well, first it's, you, you see him, like, get almost, like, happy. happy. And, and then, but then he really kind of realizes what he's looking at, and, yeah. and he's, like, immediately sags, like, mm. almost with worry. And he's like, oh, he's like, Helen, 
She was your girl, was it? She's like, well, she's like, she, she was for a little bit, and then yeah. she wasn't. Um, round, round, get around. She gets around. Well, I mean, I, I mean, is that is this what you want to talk to me about? Or? Um, I've been asked. I'm on the case to find out what happened to Helen. She vanished for a couple of weeks. Nobody seems to know where she went. She's, quite frankly, a nutcase since she's been back trying to help the girl, trying to get information. Clearly, you were with her. What yeah. kind of business did you have with her? She wasn't much in the way of numbers. Yeah. Maybe she was nice to look at. I don't know. She was definitely nice to look at. and I don't, I don't know what she was doing with a guy like me, but, I mean, I don't, I don't know where to start. It's kind of complicated. Well, look at your notes there and see whatever's highlighted and read that out to me. Well, no, I mean, you know... <laughs> I mean, she was the boss's twist. Uh, God, I mean, she was, she was, you know, yeah. she was special. But for some reason, she got hot and heavy for me. And uh, yeah. out of nowhere, she just started coming on to me. And she would touch my arm, and she would come up and rub her ch- chest against my a little bit. And are and, you familiar uh, with Marshall Daly? I mean, I know. I mean, yeah, I know who he is. But all right, he doesn't have anything to do with me. All right, go on. She, I'm looking uh, for reactions. Well, uh, look, I mean, I, I mean, she was the boss's, the boss's girl. I should have had the strength not to, not to get involved with her. But I mean, girls like that, they don't pay attention to guys like me. And and uh, before I knew what happened, she was. Well, it just got hot and heavy a lot faster than I thought it was gonna. That's all. And uh, man, I mean, he would have. She, she was so far out of my league, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know what I was doing, and why well, shit he'd have me rubbed out if he knew I was with his girl. But uh, I mean, so do you know who was taking these pictures? Yeah, who would have, who would have done this to hold it against you? I mean, I know, I know who that was. That was that fucking crowd, Franz Spielberg, Spiel, Spielman, Spielman, Spielman. Yes. Yeah. So let me go back. I mean, just Franz. so like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what order to tell you this. To you in, but look, I was with her. I shouldn't have been with her. I went to a hotel with her, and oh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. You don't know what it's like. Well, maybe you do. I mean, you're a good looking man, but <laughs> I might be the only one left in town who has not slept with Ellen, <laughs> so I don't know what this one's like. Look, I uh, I went back with her, and she, you know, she was nice to me, and we did mm. we did we did good things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just an accountant talking about sex. But look, that's I when like I found it. out what she really wanted. Yeah, she wanted a copy copy of Whitey's books. Uh, and you're the only guy that has them. Well, I got yeah, I got the books. White, Whitey's got them, and I I got them. And she wanted a copy. I mean, I should have said no. I seriously, I don't know what I was thinking. But she was like heroin. When, mm. I mean, once you, oh God, her smell. You smell her. You like, oh, I couldn't get enough. By the time she asked me for this, there was no way that I could say no. So I agreed. I said, I get her the books. And uh, we agreed at a, later, at a later meeting for me to get them to her. So I made a copy of the whole set. So I could leave the original there where they're supposed to be. I made a copy of everything. But man, once I gave them to her, she didn't want anything to do with me. It was like I didn't even exist. So, uh, And how, uh, how long ago was this? When did this happen? Uh, I mean, this was like, Probably two months ago. Right. I can't remember exactly. So, um, it, but it was uh, it was like I didn't even exist. And then, 
you know, a couple days after she gave me the book, Spielman shows up. You know, I didn't know who he was, but he had this photo of me and Helen leaving the hotel. And I was like, holy Christ, if Whitey sees that, I mean, I'm dead. He's seriously, I mean, he'll kill me. Uh, but somehow, I, I convinced Spielman, somehow I turned it around and scared the crap out of him. I told him, look, I work for Whitey Alexander. And, uh, you know, if he finds out about this, you're in big trouble. And, dude, the guy didn't even, like, figure out the fact that Whitey is the one person that I would be terrified of finding out. But somehow I convinced him that, wh- that he was in danger from Whitey. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, so, anyways, he showed those to me. And, uh, and uh, that, I mean, that's... Well, that's Spielman guy didn't seem like he was uh, a very smart character. No, I mean, he had a lot of photos of people he shouldn't have had, let me tell you that. He thinks, uh, he thought I was mixed up with the commies, and he was all focused on that. I think that's why he had the photos, why he was following me, but I, I don't have any idea what he's talking about. The, uh, you know, when I was focused on, I mean, I wasn't worried about Helen, what Helen wanted the books for. I was just, I mean, I was out of my mind. I don't know what I was doing with her. I couldn't wait for this bean counter to shut up, but sooner or later he might have good information for me. The books, now that's a good one. So where did she take these books? Well, it's Where funny. did they end up? At the time, I didn't think about it at all, but you know, afterwards I was like, why would she want these? I mean, she wasn't the brightest light in the room. I mean, she was gorgeous. God damn. But, you know, I think... I think she planned to get one over on Whitey by proving to Guy that uh, you know Guy McAfee that he was skimming from him. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I can't see why she'd give the books to Mickey Cohen. Uh, I mean, I just I don't know what was going on, but there was something there. She wanted those books, and uh, it had to done done with the fact that Whitey was skimming. Ah, so you know Whitey was. Why? Of course, you got the books, and he what. Um, does this have to do with the magazine place? Is that what the explosion was tonight? You're aware that there was, uh, they blew up Mr. Crosby's car. I, I, mean, I don't know anything about that. I was, uh, you missed it by moments. I don't know anything about that. Mm. Got any bomb residue on your hands? <laughs> yeah, that's Kurt showing his hands. You just can't hear it. Um, you know, I, I feel like he spilled his guts. I don't think there's any reason to push him anymore. No, I mean, the only other thing he might tell you is, you know, he thinks Spielman yeah. was behind Helen's disappearance because he's yeah. like, Spielman was a perv. You know, he showed me all these pictures, not but just He was following Helen, people around. That's that fo- much for sure. Yeah. He was following them. He had pictures of, dirty pictures of people. Mm-hmm. I know what he was doing. I think he must have driven her crazy somehow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh... If I need any more information from you, I might come kick on, I mean, knock on your door again. Don't kick down any more doors. That's right. I mean, I I wouldn't hurt a flea. I don't know. All you have to do is ask. Just ask nice next time. I'm pretty sure I did. But, hey, we can leave this on good terms. Are you looking? So figuring I was done with the the accountant for now, I left his home and wiped the, the scuff mark I made on his door. And headed back out. I think it's time that I go figure out what these books have in common with Helen's disappearance. Right, right. So at this point, you're kind of thinking about this, and your Dex is knowing what he knows about the mob and his accounting background and all this. You're starting to put some of the pieces together. That yeah. It's at least possible that uh, you know Helen was getting the books, and uh, maybe, maybe, you don't know, but mm. you're going to use them 
to basically try to take Whitey down. Um, but how she was going to do that, you don't know yet. Yeah. I had to figure Helen was uh, was disappeared because of how she got involved with this accounting and the mix between the the LA and the East Coast mob. But when someone disappears like that and they come back and they're just babbling, they usually have a bruise here or there. Helen didn't. There's something else at work here, and I need to find out what it is. Right. Which, uh, you might need to help me, Kurt. I'm not sure which end I have not brought into this yet. Um, I do need to go back to the magazine place. Um, Yeah, you know, I've I've been away from there long enough. I wanted to let their memory of me cool off a bit that I could approach it without them shooting at me. Um, So that's the next step then. Let's uh, let's take a ride back to the magazine place. And I'm going to keep calling it that because I can't remember what the name of it was and I didn't note that one. Okay, so it's uh, A.M. Hilliers. A.M. Hilliers. Magazine company, the loading docks where a bunch of these East Coast mobsters seem to hang out. Okay. So uh, are you going during business hours or after hours? What's your kind of plan for, I would, you know, it operates think, during the day? What I'm thinking is I would show up at the end of the business day. Okay. So maybe as the warehouse workers are leaving, office workers are leaving, but you know the, the uh, gangster guys are still there kind of thing. Okay. So not to make a huge scene, but make sure there's a few civilians around so it's not so easy to off me if I happen to be in the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time. Yeah. Okay. Let's try that. So, uh, you know, you show up and uh, there's a signpost on the door that says wholesale business closed to the public. Um, you don't see any receptionist or other kind of gatekeeper waiting by the doorway. You could, in theory, just waltz right in, or yeah. uh, you might want to case the joint. It's totally up to you. I, I definitely want to check it out because it wasn't long ago that people were standing here shooting at me. Um, and not wanting to walk into gunfire, I'd like to check the joint out first. Okay, and you do have Problem 26, right? Bomber saw you. Yep. Okay. So you do exactly that. So you're kind of casing around the outside, looking for windows. Yeah, I know they made me. Right. Yeah, they made you, and they, and they are actively looking out for you. So at this point, you know, you've got the two muscles, and one of the bombers um, who has seen you sees you wandering around, and yeah. he pulls a gun on you. And he comes up, hey, you, dick, hands behind your back, hands up. Private, private dick to private, you. Private dick to you. Uh, hands def- up, def- hands up. And, and uh, Dex will definitely comply because he knows. he right. Whether they know it or not, he took the first shot at them. So. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he'll put his hands up. Right. Look, look, look. You play nice. You make one move. I swear to holy God, I'll put this in your back. You got it? You got nothing to worry about, pal. All right. I put the barrel in him a little bit this yeah. way, this way. So um, he's going to move move you down the hall uh, towards his boss's office, which is going to be um, Bud Barron. Okay. So, Because um, yeah, Bud's running this joint. Mickey is seen every now and then. Exactly. Right. And, you know, as far as you know, Bud's kind of a mid-level gangster who works for Ben Siegel. Okay. And... Uh, you know, he's he's a force, but he's not part of the, I keep calling it the syndicate. What do they call? The system. Yeah, not part of the L.A. system. He's part yeah. of the East Coast side. So. Um, okay. so at that point, you know, you don't really have an opportunity to check the place out more than um, than than what you just already saw because mm-hmm. he's going to march you right down with a gun in your back to Barron. Uh, Probably just a big magazine warehouse anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, I don't know if they do printing, but either way, it's going to be the same. Exactly. So, uh, 
He says, hey, he says, so, uh, he says, excuse me, so I'm, I'm sorry for my, uh, my associates' over-eagerness. We've had a number of break-ins here recently, and they're, uh, they're a little overly enthusiastic, although I appreciate the support. It's you know, I think problem. it's just, uh, I understand. yeah, I mean, I think it's just kids trying to, you know, pinch our fitness magazines. That so, very well could be. So, uh, um, and, and with your streetwise knowledge, you know that, uh. <laughs> You're already printing Maxim, huh? <laughs> that's right. Fitness magazines are yeah. known for their racy cheesecake and beefcake images <laughs> yeah. rather than for their health tips. Yeah. So, uh, um, so, uh, what are you doing here now? I don't know why you're... Uh, I was trying to think of the you? reason I was going to say when I was approached nicely. Um, I, honestly, I think I'm just going to say I'm here to see Bud. I need to see Bud yeah. uh, about a matter with... Uh, well, this is Bud. Uh, oh, it's Bud. Yeah. All right, I'm they, sorry. They march right. you into yeah. Bud's office. Um, I need to see you about a matter with uh, some information that was uh, perhaps given to you by, by an associate of uh, Mr. Alexander. And who else is in the room? I'd rather have the conversation with just him. Yeah, it's just us at this point. Uh, it was just him. Then I would come right out with it with the books. Right. Mr. Alexander's books. Um, I'm investigating a case that has nothing to do with the books themselves, but it's a person who uh, uh, disappeared, uh, reappeared, has had a lot of problems, and I'm just trying to uh, crack this case. This has come up, and I'm seeing if there's some involvement between you guys and this this nice lady's disappearance. Okay, so are you are you giving him the sense that you just care about Helen's case? And yes, uh, well, I mean, the idea is I don't want him to think I'm sticking my nose in the gangster's business. Okay, because I don't want him to think I'm doing that. I want him to think I'm working on a case that this happens to be a part of. Okay, so in that case, I'm going to treat this as you're do, basically doing reassurance rather yeah, than like yeah. an intimidation or a bargain. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I would not be trying to uh, – definitely not intimidation. It wouldn't be a bargain yet because he hasn't refused anything, so I'm not trying to get anything out of him yet. Okay. Because you could have come in and tried to intimidate by saying, look, I know you guys blew up yeah. the car at the casino. But and that could happen. Okay, but, but for now, we're going we'll with see how a reassurance. Okay, yeah. So – yeah, I'm um, just working on this straight-up case, trying to help a family with their young girl, and uh, hoping you can help me out. Right. Well, uh, I mean, if that's all you're interested in, of course, I'll always be happy to help help uh, any young girl in trouble. Okay. So, where shortly after she got these books to you guys, she disappeared. What Ooh. can you tell me about that? What, uh... You know. I was trying to be straightforward with him, too, although I don't get the same feel of uh, bossiness that I get with Alexander. Right, right. So, uh... Whitey. Yeah, so... Look, uh... I mean, you know I work for Ben Siegel. Yes. Mr. Siegel wants me to lean on Whitey. He wants him to shift his protection money from the system to the to our East Coast crowd. But this Deacon broad, you know, she's Whitey's twist, and... Look, she pulls me aside right on the casino floor in full view of everyone... When I'm over at the Alegria one night, and uh, I mean, no one, no one really noticed, but they, mm-hmm. they could have. And uh, she said she had a way for me to snatch the casino away from Whitey with Guy's permission. Uh, and this was, of course, more than we could hope for. But uh, you know, she's making eyes at me, you know, like she probably does at any man that she thinks can help her or do her a favor, and all that. But look, I know you don't mess with another connected guy's woman, right? That's right. So uh, unless you're an accountant. <laughs> Um, so uh, look I don't know exactly what she's talking about but I'm like I don't want to get involved with this if she's Whitey's girl but uh, I 
mean, I know someone who was crazy enough to get involved, so I, uh, I fobbed her off on Mickey. I said, uh, you know, I arranged a meeting between Mickey and her, and I said, let crazy Mickey handle her. If it amounts to anything, you know, maybe I get the credit for making the contact. If it blows up, not my fault. All right. Next thing I hear, uh, she's given these books, these, uh, you know, presumably the casino books to Mickey, and he's passed them on to Mr. Siegel. But uh, Ben can't decide what to do and trying to figure out if Helen's crazy or not, what's going on. Then all of a sudden she goes missing. None of my business. Then she turns up again with amnesia. Again, none of my business. You didn't hear any of this from me, but that's all I know. Where's Mickey during all this? I mean, I don't, I'm not Mickey's keeper. He comes, he goes. He's a hard man to find. Um, but like I said, I didn't want to be in the middle of this. It's uh, No way this ends well, up, ends well for me getting involved with Whitey's girl. But, you know, if I hear there's a chance to take down, take mm-hmm. him down and get that casino for us, then uh, I got I to gotta help. So I just fobbed it off on Mickey. Well, it seems like everyone's concerned about this girl, but nobody seems to be concerned about where she went or what happened to her. So that's what I'm here for. Well, I mean, she's nobody to me. I mean, I'm happy to help if, uh, if there's no skin off my back, but like dames go missing in L.A. every day. Look, you didn't hear none of this from me. I know not where you all. live. I don't, but I can find I, out where you live. Everyone knows where I live. I'm not worried about that. Hey, look at me. Do I look like I'm kidding? You no. didn't hear none of this from me. That doesn't happen. Don't you worry about it. But I need to know where I could find Mickey. I mean, Mickey, he's a tricky man to find. He's, uh, you know, he does the routes. He's, uh, he's by here, you know, at least every other day. Uh, he, loves, uh, he loves to have dinner uh, down at the, uh, oh shit, what's the name of that joint down on Warehouse? Oh, and it'll come to me, it'll come to me. Um, I know. Just give me a second. Give me a second. I'll find where, you know, I'll think. Let me check with one of the guys. I'll see if they know where Mickey's at. All right. You go ahead. I'm learning not to trust Bud Barron here. I don't think I could uh, trust him any farther than I could throw him. Once he gets me this information, I'm out of this place. And he's just looking up uh, his buddy outside. I hear him talking. I don't know if they're talking about that... uh, Restaurant I've eaten at before. I wish I could remember the name of it. I'm not even sure what page it's on. <laughs> I am doing a little flipping, yeah. looking for a very per- not for the name of the thing, but for a particular scene that for some reason I'm uh-huh. having a hard time finding. Um, Does the scene take place in here, a restaurant? Here we go. So, uh, um, you know, like I said, Mickey keeps you know he moves around and he's in no hurry to be found by you or by anyone else. Um, you know, your streetwise knowledge will let you kind of cruise underworld hangouts looking mm-hmm. for him, or you can stake out the magazine warehouse till he shows up. Uh, totally up to you how you want to proceed. But you know, in the interest of time, we yeah. you know we know he's gonna we know he's gonna come back around the warehouse here at some point. So um, I, I think we could assume you find him here the next day if you want that to works. do that. That works um, because I mean I'm not sure the next place to look other than to question mickey next so let, let's do that we will spend some time um at this point uh would could i get rid of the problem that the bomber saw me or is that just like a forever yeah. thing yeah no that's done because yes? okay that's why they pulled the gun on yeah. you yeah took you straight <laughs> in to see bud baron yeah i didn't get a nice uh welcome yeah so uh so you know you take off go back to the office catch some z's yeah and, yeah. uh, stay- you know, I might actually freshen up. 
go by by go by my apartment and uh, take a, a quick cleaning and put on a freshly starched shirt. Okay, cool. Um, I haven't cleaned up in a day and a half. Awesome. I tell you, I think I would rather start this scene with Mickey at the beginning of our next show. So we can do that. Sure. If you want to review anything or check anything, we can do that. Otherwise, I'm happy to sign off. And yeah, I think you know one thing I would like to mention is kind of a little bit of the talk about rules again and how this has been working with, uh, for example, sources. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I thought might come up more often, it may just be the way I'm doing it, but I'm not really relying on sources, it seems, for their investigative abilities, except the scientist, Ginny uh, right. uh, Ashbury. Other than that, I was thinking it was going to come up more, but it really hasn't. No, and there's probably one more thing where you may, if you, if you happen to get particular clue you may go to one of your sources okay. but in reading it they they don't factor heavily they're there i think mostly for flavor if you want to use them i mean i like the way that we have used them it just seems like i go there and i get something and then i leave uh, they they have specific investigative abilities listed for them but we haven't really exploited that yeah i think that's just to give you an idea of like yeah. i would go to this guy to talk about this type of thing okay. that's all, all it right. is so you know if you had wanted uh like, you could have talked to the shrink to get some more insight into Helen, but he wouldn't have mm-hmm. told you anything you didn't already know. All right. Um, so I think you've used them yeah. correctly thus far. I can, t- I can tell you, too, I still like the mechanic of the way the dice work. Um, when you do have to roll, where you have one die or two dice, and then you can uh, go for an extra die to, to bring on a problem. Or, I like that, and it specifically tells you, roll one at a time, because if you succeed on the first one, you can stop right there. Right. And if you want to take the chance of getting an edge, you can push past that and roll another die. I like that. I like yeah. the way that works. It's awesome. I tell you, the, the game, as long as you do a lot of prep as a GM, is really mm. fun. The only thing is, you know, in each core scene, there are one or, or in each scene, there are one or two core clues that you have to make sure the player gets. Mm-hmm. And there have been one or two times where I'm kind of like, well, question didn't really lead to that but i want to make sure you get it so it's kind of like i have the guy say well here's one more thing you might want to know which that's the only part of the game that and it's it's minor but that i found to just be a little bit awkward and that's probably just a function of my having not played it before and been able to work it in quite as seamlessly but i could see how it might feel forced but for me i i'm still picturing a lot of this as the old time um uh pi movies where yeah once the once the the contact start spilling their guts they just keep going right no matter what it, right. and it ends up with it just they're just going to babble on for a while and you'll get stuff that you care about and don't care about right. so well and especially someone like to fit someone like phil block is going to tell you everything because he doesn't want you to beat yeah. him up and the gangsters if they know they haven't done anything wrong like whitey alexander yeah. hasn't done anything wrong as far as you know so yeah. what's he going to hold back yeah so it's, and it's not like you're a cop so i, I think nope. it, i like it so far that's cool i think we will finish in the next hour Cool. So I think that we should sign off and thank folks for listening and come back for what I think will be the finale of The Fathomless Sleep Cthulhu Confidential. We get ready to sign off knowing that we'd be back for another hour. Okay, bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.